Hello, welcome to episode number 28 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. Today I'm going to talk about everything in life has a function. Yes, everything that already happened is happening or will happen in your life has a function because life is functional. You have a function in someone else's life and other people have a function in your own life because we are all instruments of life to each other. And I can talk about this because I've been studying for decades how life works, the higher laws of the universe and how our reality is created because I was always curious about this subject and fascinated about the hows, the whys and the what fors of life. And after so many years of studies, analysis, I found some answers. So in this episode, I want to share a little bit of my knowledge with you, my dear listener. And I want to make some reflections about all of this, the function, how life really works. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. Do you know that you can transform your reality consciously? And I'm not talking about positive thinking, using your imagination, wishing, praying. No, I'm talking about using your hidden inner powers because you have those forces and intelligences in your unconscious and they are so powerful that they are creating your reality all the time. But you are not aware of this of how they really work. But what if you could use them in your favor to consciously transform your reality? Because I don't know if you are aware of this, but the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. So do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. There are people who like to say that everything happens for a reason, even when they have no idea what the reason is. Everything has the right time to happen. You know those phrases that are an attempt to comfort someone going through a challenging situation? Or even when they are going through a difficult situation and they cannot understand why everything is happening to them. When I heard this, especially when someone tells me something like this in a situation like, oh, you gotta have patience because everything happens for a reason. Honestly, I feel like slapping that person. <laughs> because Unless that person is a powerful clairvoyant able to tell me what's the real reason or when things will finally happen, those words in practice are useless, right? Mean absolutely nothing. 
I understand, of course, their intention. They want to give some comfort. They want to be helpful. But what really happens is when someone says something like that, they're just, you know, adding more doubts in their head because uh, then you can start to think, well, so what is the reason behind this situation? There is no answer. When is the right time that things will happen? Mm, crickets again. So I think if you don't know the answers, you better don't throw those questions in someone's head, right? Because the person is already going through a challenging, difficult situation. They don't need more and more doubts in their head, right? If you don't know what to do, if you are having difficulty in accepting, in dealing with a situation, you don't need that kind of useless help, right? So I think if you don't have anything really helpful to say, if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. <laughs> you better stay quiet. But I can say this because I trained my sensitivity. I've been studying for decades the functioning of life. So I can identify the reasons behind a specific situation. Not only the reasons, but the why, the what for, the how everything was created, that reality. And identify the real cause behind it and work on it to change the effects. This is one of the things I'm an expert at. So for me, it's easy to say what's the reason, but I know that it's not the case with other people, even therapists in general, who are trained to deal with the effects and not really identifying the cause and working on it. But I can do this so easily, so quickly that it's kind of automatic for me. Even if someone is not asking me this, I can just be like observing a situation on the news, for example, and I just have to want to know why. And somehow I can connect my mind to a higher source and really get the answer for that. And if someone is going through a very, very hard and challenging situation, usually there's a astrological transit going on in their birth chart. And as an astrologer, it's easy to identify those transits. And the good thing about this is every significant transit has every transit actually, but especially the uh, most hard and significant ones. It is possible to see when they begin and when they end. So every transit has a date to start and to finish. And I always remember the case of a client that came to me many years ago because she was going through a very hard moment in her life. She was a client of astrology. At that time, I wasn't doing therapy yet. And she came to me not to read her birth chart. She just had this situation in her life. She was uh, really disturbed, suffering, and couldn't find a way out and uh, also an understanding about everything. And she came to me looking for some counseling. The first thing that I did, I looked at, at her birth chart and saw an important transit going on. And so I told her that 
the meaning behind it, what was the main lesson she had to learn with that situation, with that person in her life. And also, I told her that there was a date for that transit to be over. So at a specific moment, everything would pass and she wouldn't have to deal with that challenge anymore. So what did we do? she actually was my first client in therapy because she came to me saying I want to do therapy with you because I trust you you have a lot of common sense and you are already helping me not only to understand situations but you know what to do what I need to learn and how to learn this lesson so I already had a training as a therapist at that moment and uh, she was an instrument of life for me to practice my knowledge so at the end of that transit she not only had learned the lesson but she became stronger and more mature because she took the opportunity to do her best with that experience so of course she didn't suffer for nothing right she did learn something with my help of course because i could see things behind the facts the real meaning the real reason for going through those challenging situations so i can't really say what's the reason behind some circumstances some situations or if it's only effects caused by something before and i know how to change the effects by working on the cause which i can identify because i specialized myself in that kind of approach in that kind of point of view i trained my sensitivity also to find the answers the right answers and this is a result of many years studying analyzing and understanding the functioning of life so as you can see my dear listener i'm not a regular therapist a ordinary therapist my approach is very different and that's why the results that i get with my clients are different also and very effective and quick so what i can say is everything happens as a result of a previous cause setting motion before or things happen because there is a need to learn something behind them so what is it that the person really need to learn to go to a, another level of consciousness in life to go to the next lesson i can identify this and not necessarily through the birth chart many times i'm just observing someone a situation because i love to learn to expand my consciousness and many times i can identify like a pattern a negative pattern repeating in someone's life and when there is a pattern it means that there is an important lesson that that person needs to learn with that kind of people they are attracting to their life or the kind of situation they are always going through next time you see yourself or if you are now seeing yourself in a challenging situation instead of saying to yourself everything happens for a reason everything has a right moment to happen try to make a more effective a more useful and practical question 
what does life want you to learn with that situation or with that specific person in your life? Why? Because back to the subject of this episode, everything, absolutely everything has a function in the universe, even suffering. Everything and everyone can serve as instruments of life to teach a lesson, to help or just to be a companion or temporary enjoyment. People in your life can be just a, a companion of reincarnation. Everything, material things or experiences you have, they are an instrument for you to have temporary enjoyment. And you know that person in your life who you find unbearable because they are so annoying. The good news is Once they fulfill their function in your existence, they will go away and you will be free from the annoyance. Unless, of course, you keep remembering and fighting with them in your head, arguing, which will keep the two of you energetically connected. Even if the person is not in your life anymore, if you keep thinking of them and fighting with them in your head, you are keeping yourself connected to them energetically. So you are still exchanging energy with that person and keeping yourself attached to their negative energy. And how can you know if they fulfilled their function in your existence? Well, everything you deny and you repress in yourself, in your unconscious, will be projected to other people. I always say that life brings like uh, magnifying mirrors to us to force us to see what we don't want to see in ourselves especially those things weaknesses that we consider bad or ugly or um, you know a source of shame it doesn't matter it's inevitable that you will attract to your life someone that will reflect those characteristics and they will bother you Maybe your level of consciousness is not that of, oh, what can I learn with this person and do that inner process of recognizing what is so annoying about the other person and relating it to what you deny and repress in yourself. Once you accept it in yourself, you are not projecting that anymore. You are introjecting it. Maybe at some point you naturally learn how to deal with that person in a good way. You mature in your consciousness and then you learn your lesson. How can you know if you really learn your lesson and the other person is no longer an instrument of life? Either they disappear, they go away and you don't have to deal with them anymore or they change their relationship with you, their behavior, and they are not unbearable anymore. They are not a challenge anymore for you. And now you can ask me, Gracie, what, after all, is their role except disturbing me? Because at the first moment, you have no idea why they are in your life, right? And I answer, what do you most like to deal with them? Do you like patience? Or do you need more tolerance in accepting the differences? Do you lack compassion? Do you lack filter in your ears 
not giving so much importance to what they say because their words affect you so much and make you suffer, hurt you somehow. So you need to have filters in your ears, which is the subject of another episode in my podcast. It's number 24, have filters in your ears. If that's the lesson you need to learn, go listen to that episode. <laughs> What do you like to do with them? Maybe diplomacy, self-mastery, possession of yourself in terms of not let them dominate you, having more presence when facing that person, standing your truth. And that's the theme of another episode, number 26, the most important lesson for everyone. If you have no idea what self-mastery is, uh, self-possession, and what are the consequences of not having it, it's important to listen to that episode and get smarter. What do you like with dealing with that person? Maybe is how to set limits. What do you most like to deal with them? Whatever it is, the function is to train you in the development and strengthening of some skill. They are a big opportunity for you to develop and exercise a specific skill in yourself to improve, to grow as a human being. It's almost as if it were a well-disguised master to teach you something important with constant challenges. Undoubtedly, it's what you need at the moment. And I agree that the pedagogy of life is not always pleasant, but there's no way to change the rules of the game, right? What remains for us is to know them, the rules, know them well, to play better and better. So that's the difference between a good student who really wants to learn and the lazy student who will suffer much more in life because they just don't care about learning the rules of this game, right? For the universe, there is no good and bad, right and wrong, normal and abnormal. Everything has a purpose, a meaning, a function, an intention, focused on progress, evolution, and improvement. These extreme concepts of good and bad, right and wrong, are a human interpretation. But even that is relative, as it depends on the viewer's point of view. So, due to the results, what is observed is a greater or lesser degree of functionality. That is, to be more or less functional, to achieve a goal, to achieve a result. For life, everything is always right and working for the best, after all. And this is not a naive, optimistic point of view. No, because the universe works in terms of progress, evolution, and improvement. So everything that happens with everybody has this intention to help us evolve, get better. The key word is functionality. What is more functional for a person to learn a lesson and thus become a better being for themselves and for living with others? See, this is a much more interesting and constructive point of view. 
Each case is a case is a unique case, and each moment of life is also unique. What would be the best way for you to learn detachment? For example, it will depend on your level of attachment to certain things or people or situations, as well as your resistance or your inflexibility, your denial to change, to detach. I always say that the stimulus to wake up is proportional to the degree of drowsiness. So someone who is in a light sleep, for example, they can wake up with any little low noise, right? But someone who is in a deep sleep will need a more intense stimulus or strong noise to wake up. And what would be someone in a deep sleep in terms of life? Someone very inflexible in terms of pride, ego, someone very stubborn and uh, resistant to change, to accept different points of view, for example. So in this case, that person will need a more strong stimulus that is a more drastic situation to shake them and make them wake up. They will need a more dramatic shock to wake up from their blindness. Let's put this way. It's that story. Extreme situations require extreme measures. However, to reach the extreme level, it's because the person has long been insisting on the path of ignorance that causes harms. When they are going in a direction that is really harming them and being bad for them and people around them, life will force them to stop and change their way and will use the more functional way, the more appropriate way to make them change their route, their behavior. And now I'll give you some examples for you to think about. There are those who need to lose their health to learn to take better care of their bodies. A person who receives a diagnosis of a serious disease or a disease in an advanced stage like terminal, it's a shock. They stop to pay attention to their own bodies and the need to learn to take better care of their physical body and their health. They become more aware of their bodies. There are those who need to be physically incapable to learn humility and gratitude through dependence on the care of others, often strangers. This is very easy to see with people who were so unbearable their whole life, so authoritarian and critical, demanding, um, not even their close relatives can deal with them, tolerate them. So at some point, especially in a more advanced age, they have like a stroke or they go through an accident and become physically incapable somehow. And then they have to depend on other people to take care of them for the basic needs like showering or feeding them. And if the family doesn't want to do that because they you know there's a lot of hate involved they prefer to pay strangers to take care of them so someone in that position with no choice with very limited moves what's the lesson 
behind that hard situation many times is to learn humility because they are dependent on other people for the basics, right? Even going to the bathroom and learn gratitude because there are other people willing to do this work. You know that in reality, no one has anyone right? We don't possess other people, but there are those who need to lose, let's put like this, lose a partner or a parent, for example, to learn to walk with their own legs. Every time someone takes another person as a crutch, it doesn't matter if it is an emotional crutch or a financial crutch, every time you consciously choose to depend on someone else, life will inevitably take that person out of your life because you will have to learn to walk with your own legs to be independent. There are those who need to be psychologically abused or beaten to learn how to defend themselves. And here I'm not saying that it's okay to go through that kind of situation. No, I'm just telling you my point of view of what is the lesson behind going through a psychological abuse or a physical abuse. Those who are weak or who consider themselves weak, powerless, with no personality, for them, the most functional way to make them learn how to defend themselves is putting them in a situation when they are obligated to do this by suffering any kind of abuse. And training is very common in childhood with bullying between siblings and schoolmates. And I really believe that bullying starts at home with siblings and even parents. You have to learn very young how to defend yourself, how to become stronger, set boundaries and not allow other people to abuse you. That's the training. Other people can be your opportunity to develop that strength and exercise that skill that will be so important in your life. There are those also who need to have a material loss, a financial loss in a scam to learn how to get smarter. Otherwise, they will continue to be naive, to trust everybody, to be generous with strangers. They will be always food by other people. So the best way in many cases for someone to learn to get smarter is to have a significant loss in a scam. They meet a scammer and they give their money to them. And when they realize it is when they wake up and stop being so naive. There are those who need to be disappointed on the first date to learn not to be fooled, relying so much on virtual profile pictures. Do you really believe that that person in those pictures is really that way, that appealing, that handsome or pretty? Uh, especially if it is a girl or a woman wearing makeup and posing, using the right light, and uh, you cannot trust profile pictures that much. <laughs> so being disappointed in, on a first date is a good way for you to get smarter, right? 
Um, there are those who need to lose a job to learn to value work. You know, that job that provided money to buy food and to live a decent life. There are people who complain so much about their work. And the only way for them to learn to value their job is by losing it. There are those who need to be alone to learn to value the old relationship. After all, those who take care of their partner have a relationship and those who have a partner, a relationship need to take care to maintain it, to keep it or to keep that person in their lives. And if you don't take care, you don't value your partner, your relationship, well, and many times the only way for you to learn that lesson is to be alone, to be lonely and be dumped. <laughs> There are those who need to see death up close to learn to value life and what really matters in it. And how can someone be forced to learn this lesson by seeing death up close? They can go through a very serious accident, for example. They can go through a near-death experience. They can face a serious disease and the possibility of really dying. They can see someone very dear or someone close dying suddenly, especially with this endless pandemic. Many people are being forced to see death, right? To realize that uh, everything can be over in a minute or in a few days. So it's a way to really value their own lives and what really matters instead of wasting life with silly things. The saying goes that the human being only values something when they lose it. And that is so true for so many people. Only when they don't have that person, that job, that lifestyle, that relationship in their lives is when they stop to think and value what they had. But here I ask, is it necessary to reach this point or is it possible to wake up before losing something very important? In the face of any challenging and critical situation, there are certain useless explanations, in my opinion, which in no way contribute to a solution. They are chance, bad luck, karma, people blame bad karma for bad things in their life, and even divine will. Oh, it's God's will, for example. Any of these answers may sound consoling, but it's not really productive and effective, right? As it inclines to the person to believe that it's best to endure the discomfort or suffering until it passes. And in that case, all that remains is to live with faith and hope to pay off their past mistakes or that soon. Except that passive resignation does not solve and can even generate anger and revolt in the face of a feeling of injustice, powerlessness and victimism. If you believe you are just a powerful victim of circumstances, of bad luck, bad karma or divine will or whatever, if you really put yourself in that position, that inner attitude, 
Either you are going to be very passive and do nothing to react and try to change your reality, or you will feel a lot of frustration and frustration accumulated turns to anger and revolt, which makes you negative and with that very intense negative energy, of course, you will attract worse things to your life and create uh, worse realities to yourself. And that won't be helpful at all. On the contrary, it will be very damaging. And the thought of going through an injustice, like, oh, I am a good person, why God or a higher intelligence is punishing me? Well, <laughs> actually, that point of view, in my opinion, is very immature, because the higher forces of the universe are not that mean. There is no one taking notes of your behavior, your actions to punish you. So feeling that a bad situation you are going through is not fair is a very blind point of view, in my opinion, because if someone says everything happens for a reason, well, but what is the reason for going through a situation that you consider unfair? Your reality is being created all the time, even without you knowing it, by your unconscious forces. So something in you, your behavior, your inner attitude or your beliefs or your bad relationship with your unconscious forces and unconscious intelligence, something is creating your reality. So that's why it's so important to be aware of how your reality is created. And there is another episode in my podcast, how our reality is created. There are so many factors to consider. I'm doing my part here, trying to shed some light into other people's consciousness to help them see and realize they are not powerless victims of circumstances and they can transform their reality consciously. That's what I do in my work and in my life. And that's what I teach my clients. So regardless of the beliefs that one chooses to adopt, the reality and the reasons of life remain above convenient human concepts repeated no matter by whom and for how long. Whoever studies the subject in death, the functioning of life, free from preconceptions, previous ideas with a very open mind, ends up finding truths such as there is a cosmic justice to regulate the functioning of the universe through greater laws, higher laws, and everything happens for our best. Although in our myopia we are not always able to see this way, but eventually we can see that certain apparent evils have become goods in the end. You know, when you look at a past situation in your life and you realize at the end it was good that it happened to you because otherwise you wouldn't have become the person you are now. You wouldn't have grown mature it was the only way for you to wake up. It was the more functional way for you to evolve. And then you can feel grateful that life, a higher force, a higher intelligence was taking care of you that way, 
you know, working for your best. Life has the same purpose for all human beings, but as each one is unique in their essence, the paths we take vary as much as we can be different from each other, as well as the individual needs and therefore the corresponding lessons and the moments and ways of learning them. You are unique. There's no other person like you in the universe with your inner baggage, with your previous experiences. So, your needs are very unique also. And the lessons you need to learn are very individual, like the right moment for you to learn specific lessons, the moments you were mature enough to learn those lessons, and how you will learn them is very specific to you also. I find it so fascinating how individuals meet virtually or not, and how they are united in a unique experience for each one. People we can even imagine exist in the world are suddenly in our lives and we are in theirs for an exchange and potential learning. The time this interaction lasts, we can even shorten or prolong it because we have our free will, but the feelings awakened in us are unpredictable, right? For better or worse. In fact, what happens after the first meeting is also a surprise. We cannot control who will come up to our lives, who will meet virtually or in person, and what our interaction with that person will be, what kind of chemistry we'll have, what kind of story we'll write with them. But sometimes a relationship that was meant to last for one week, for example, not really a relationship. People decide with their will to prolong it for years. But, uh, you know, when a story is already finished, but people insist on the good moments, especially if they married and if they had kids, they try to save their marriage. But uh, it's over already and they know it, but they are still too attached to the good moments or the idea of having a family or not failing in marriage. So they just, you know, extend the inevitable and suffer in this process. But anyway, it's so amazing how life brings the right person, the right situation that we need to learn specific lessons. I'm always amazed with this higher intelligence. There is no chance, there is no accident, coincidence, luck or bad luck. Everything follows an order in the universe. There is no chaos, mess and disorder. There are effects or consequences of causes put into action in addition to meaning, purpose and function. If you are not interested in knowing the functioning of life, you get really more lost in certain situations without understanding the reason behind them. However, if you are willing to observe and study, you may come to understand some hows, some whys and what fourth. And this, believe me, my dear listener, makes everything gain meaning. So when going through a challenging, hard situation in your life, 
I think that instead of thinking that everything happens for a reason, there is a time, a right time for everything to happen, um, a better question would be, what does life want you to learn with that situation or with that person in your life? And of course, if you had already developed this ability to think this way, to find the reason, the why, the what for, of course, you would be doing it. And if you need, if you want any help in understanding a situation in your life, you can count on me <laughs> and help. You can go to my website, gracyhoo.com, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O.com and schedule a free enlightenment call with me. You will give me your birth data so I can raise your birth chart and at the date and time you choose, I will call you and we can have a nice conversation. I will see your main challenges and the main lessons you are here to learn in your birth chart because I use astrology as a very powerful tool for that and everything will finally make sense in your life and that comprehension will give you peace somehow because when we don't understand why we struggle so much in life it's harder to accept frustrating and uncomfortable situations right but once we finally understand the why and the what for everything makes sense and we can accept things and people in our lives and make something about it and i can help you not only have this approach this understanding but also know how to change things in your life you know those patterns that are always repeating in your life there's a way to change them to stop them from happening in your life but all of this we can discuss in that free call but if you don't want to go that deep in your life if you want to let things the same way not make any change in your life if you want to keep struggling and being stuck in uncomfortable frustrating situations in your life that's up to you it's your choice of course i will respect this because it's your life not mine so i have nothing to do with this i'm not responsible for you being in that situation so it's your choice not to do anything about it right but if you want to do something for yourself for your self-improvement to have a better life you can book the call with me and uh, i can at least shed some light into your consciousness and give you solutions to your main concerns in life okay so that's it for today stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode